Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fair Catch Podcast, the only sports show in which your prediction show comes a week after the season's launch. We're just that good. Get the inside scoop. Uh, today, it's going to be pretty simple. We're going to get predictions and recap of week one uh, in a condensed format. And I'm here with my co-host, David. Hello. What's your explanation for your for your absence? Because I was just waiting on you the whole time. Yeah, there was really bad traffic outside my house, and then I ran into my dentist. Like, he, like, knocked on my car window. It was kind of scary. I'm kind of a person that, like, doesn't really say no. It's a bad habit of mine. And I think he might have overcharged me. He said something about insurance. Wow. Yeah, Cards, I'm the card now. declines. There you go. Exactly. Okay. Projection breaks down, and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers in the sack for Leonard Floyd. And now Rodgers sits down. A loss of 10 on the play, and hopefully the Jets are thinking that's the only loss on that play. But yeah, we are going to start off with the AFC East. In first place right now, we have the New York Jets. David, do you have anything to say about Monday night's game? I mean, a lot's already been said about the Aaron Rodgers thing. It's very unfortunate. Honestly, I hope he doesn't retire after this, although it's looking kind of likely that... that yeah, that's what I case. said. I think that's really unfortunate. You can, like, see it. it it's, like, it's, it's a really tough watch. But the Jets, besides that, have a lot to be excited about. Garrett Wilson looks like he's going to make a sophomore leap, not just a, a jump nor a slump. He's going to be an incredible receiver. Brees Hall looks like that ACL never even happened. I think their main problem now might not even be quarterback, but actually O-line, because that was the main reason Rodgers got injured in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's one fix, I think they should be looking into some trades for the O-line, at least the depth. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. You had Dwayne Brown uh, blocking for—so Dwayne Brown's 38. He's blocking for a th- like a 39-year-old quarterback in Aaron Rodgers so it was just kind of asking for it Uh, it just happened to occur four snaps into the season uh Aaron Rodgers suffering a torn Achilles which is horrible and uh even though I never really liked the Jets and I never really liked Rodgers it's just really tough to see moving down the list now we have the Miami Dolphins sitting in second place and honestly I was more impressed with their performance than I was uh, Zach Wilson, uh, Tyree Kill. I don't know how he's 31 years old and still one of the fastest guys in the NFL today, but he went off for two touchdowns. Here's actually a really sad fact. Most scored points this week, Cowboys, Dolphins, Chargers. It was a tough loss for us Chargers fans out there. We just got to work on that defense, man. We had some, what I thought to be really good coverage, but Tua just placed that ball too well. The receivers got a little bit more open, made those plays. We just can't let that happen. In situations like that, when you drop 34 points, your defense has to cut you like a little slack and pick up a little pace. I don't even think the Dolphins punted once. It was not a very good defensive uh, performance from us. Yeah, I I don't really know what... uh what jc jackson was doing but uh was <laughs> yeah running out of the end zone after yeah reception. that was that was a that was a tough watch but I, I don't know how tua has such a great deep ball throw there was one play where he was rolling to his left threw off of his right foot and made the pass to tyreek 
That's not a play that you yeah. should see happening from a noodle arm quarterback like they're saying he is. Mm-hmm. I'm not a two a guy, but uh, I know some people out there who are placing a lot of faith in him. You know who you are. So uh, I hope that Miami can uh, make the leap this year because that would make the league and the division a lot more entertaining now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. And it really just leaves it wide open. Uh, number three, probably the least interesting team in this division is the New England Patriots. They played the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles and lost after hanging. I think it was twenty to twenty-five. That's it. That's Eagles it. Win. It was ve- it was close near the ending, but that's because the uh, Eagles secondary gave out. But we'll touch on them in a minute. Uh, what about Mac Jones? What about Mac Jones? Well, I'd honestly say he did his job pretty well. He's in the top five right now for passing yards, obviously behind some big players like say uh, Tua, but. Like, the issue is, I'd say this is more on the Eagles. I know you said we touch on them in a minute, but this is an impressive loss for the Patriots. A loss is a loss, right? But the defending NFC champions, who looked unstoppable, granted, lost uh, Javon Hargrave, but, like, regardless of that, they scampered out with a win, in my opinion. I'd say the Patriots could be a team that a lot of people have been sleeping on i hope not i don't want the patriots to prosper and i'd be happy if i was wrong well but this is bill belichick still has that dog in him. yeah yeah this is the first time in 20 something years that uh the patriots have known anything about a moral victory because right now <laughs> when you if you don't have an elite quarterback in this league you're cooked uh on paper, the Patriots should look pretty good. They have a decent O-line, decent run game, really good pass rush uh, with some really underrated defensive linemen and a decent secondary, uh, even though everybody dogged on Belichick for... Christian Gonzalez. Yes, defensive thank you. Defensive year, I'm calling it, calling it. Ooh, we got a, we got a prediction there, but... Uh, a prediction here. Yeah, because uh, McCorkle Jones is not slinging the ball, <laughs> it, it's over for them before it even starts... Uh, the best thing that for the Patriots to do would would be to lose some one-score games, wind up in the top 10, and maybe uh, have a decent starting quarterback by the end of the draft. So, fourth place, unlike anyone expected, is the <laughs> Buffalo have, Bills. Do we have to talk about them? I, I think it's great how Josh Allen threw three picks for DeMar Hamlin. That was pretty touching. <laughs> Two All number three, Whitehead. yeah, and number three, dude. It's crazy. Talk about respect. He's winning comeback player of the year now. Just yeah. So now, uh, I I have to say, my opinion on jo- Josh Allen is almost like a like a Peyton Manning, incredibly incredibly talented, incredibly intelligent, just throwing some wild wild stuff, and really just stepping in his own crap occasionally which is what you see here. You're going to have people coming out of the woodwork saying that Josh Allen is worse than Brock Purdy or something like that. Crazy, crazy no, stuff. I'd agree with that woodwork. What, you I would agree with that? that really? We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that okay, later. Okay, okay, okay. The Bills are the worst team in the division. Nothing needs to be said. Everyone predicted that. That's it for the AFC East. Tungavailoa, hunt the block. Two on the move, going deep, speed race. He's got Hill! He's got Hill! He beat James! What a play! By Tyreek Hill. Do you think the Ravens are going to fall off? Okay. Let's I, talk about I, that. This, this is very frustrating to me. 
I, I couldn't get a podcast out last week. I'm very sorry. I apologize. And now all of my mid or my early season takes are going to seem uh, disingenuous because I have a uh, a one week head start. But I predicted the Ravens fall off. I predicted that Odell Beckham Jr., who they acquired in the offseason, uh, not be utilized correctly. And that's exactly what we saw. I don't know if we saw a fall off, but at the same time, the Ravens did not look comfortable in that win. It was a 25 to nine win. Sure. It was also a scoragami, which was epic. Yeah. But, uh, the Ravens did not look comfortable. That wasn't the Lamar Jackson you want to see. That wasn't the blocking you want to see. It just wasn't exactly, uh, the most confident win against essentially the worst team in the league. If we're being honest here, no one and... should even allow the, the Texans to score three points, let alone nine. Let alone nine, yeah. And of course, they also lost J.K. Dobbins for the year. That that is rough. He's done for his career. He's been trying for three years now to get back from lingering injuries, but unfortunately, he's just one of those running backs that proves the stereotype that they are not reliable. The anti-Frank Gore. Frank Gore is one of a kind. I could could talk about him for a while. Anyway, could, uh, that'd be a different episode. The Browns. Uh, I, I'm who? kind of, I'm kind of even against talking about them extensively. We can hit on them, but not too much because, uh, I mean, Obvious Deshaun reasons. still didn't look Obvious good. Obvious reasons. He still yeah. didn't look good. Do the Browns trade up for Caleb Williams this year? Find out so. next week. Yeah, find out like <laughs> April. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I yeah, yeah. um, don't need to talk about the Browns much. The Bengals, though, Joe Burrow just got paid the most money in NFL history. And you mean to tell me that he dropped three in this game? That can't happen. I banked on Joe Burrow in my Orlando fantasy league. Brown? You got to love Orlando, but the best blindside blocker. in the league. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit, after the after the second quarter, uh, I kind of kind of tuned out of this one because there was just so many good games on this week. Uh, and it was in the one o'clock slate, but uh, from what I saw, it was just uncomfortable. And I know the Bengals always struggle early in the year, which for a lot of they good teams, yeah, exactly. They went um, they went zero and two to start the year, but uh, it was not good. What we saw, I'm just not putting a lot of stock in Week One because we've seen this for a couple yeah, of years now. Really week does. One is definitely the the week of uh, starting over of of getting your your sea legs again, you know, letting all your rookies uh, have their have their experience, yeah. whether it be good uh, punt return for a touchdown and an overtime win, or whether it be uh, bad, uh, you look like Darius Tony. Yeah. But uh, either either oh one of those, uh, you know, a bunch of crazy stuff happens in week one, and that's just what it that's what it that's what it always turns out to be. So script writers, Bengals can be you, fine. They have to hook you. Uh, do we do we need to talk about the Steelers other than Kenny Pickett looks Kenny decent? Kenny Mittens Pickett is not going to be a good quarterback. That's all we need to say. Okay, all DJ right. Watt, whatever. What's his name? No, Minka Fitzpatrick, George Pickens. I don't care. Yep. Kitten Mittens isn't doing anything. I I I just like uh, I like rooting for for the head coach because the team just is oh, yeah. always historically good. Not much to say there. It's not really where my focus is. And really, just talking about the interesting stuff is what this podcast is all about. So, on to interesting 
First place in the AFC South is the Jacksonville Jaguars. That shouldn't be surprising. Give it up for the Prince. Trevor Lawrence. Prince, it was promised. There we go. There we go. I I doubted uh, Calvin Ridley's ability to come back, but he popped off, came came in clutch for one of my uh, fantasy teams, and really just made... uh, made that whole afternoon even more exciting uh, even though they did um, on defense struggle at times against Anthony Richardson coming out of nowhere uh, being like the best rookie QB this I, year I, that was something that I would not have said would happen mm-hmm. but not at all it, it turns out that uh, that the Jacks need some help in the secondary um, they will get their D their uh, D line in in shape but the Jags were able to punch out a win and Trevor Lawrence looked like we should expect out of now a top five quarterback in the league uh, after their show off show off last year in the playoffs mm-hmm. any more to add there uh I mean not much Doug Peterson has looked like he has worked miracles on this team after a horrid horrid head coach in Urban Meyer and, I mean, it's hard not to root for them. The Jaguars have had a lot of chances to be good, but have just been, like, slighted some way or just couldn't really finish the job type of thing. And now they've honestly been on the upturn again. And who knows? Maybe we can see them close it out this time. I'm rooting for them all the way. Shout out Anton Harrison, right? Looked Played pretty good in this game. Oklahoma, you know, you might know about them. I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. He didn't come from Charleston Southern. That's all I know. <laughs> I, I I do speaking. I do have to to take a to take a little uh, break. My my own uh, Charleston Southern uh, did lead Clemson at one point this weekend. True. That was kind of Shout exciting. Out. But DJ. Uh, yeah, on to the league. Uh, in second place, <laughs> national league in the Colts. NFC South. Is that wait no Colts are fourth place. Uh, already- I guess because they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just talking about because it it's the same game. Oh, Anthony right. Anthony Richardson, right. man. Anthony Richardson, man. Who would have thunk it? Wildly any inaccurate, never going to work in the league? Nah, he's the real deal. He doesn't just have a great O-line and a great defense. No, it's because he's good. Yeah. It's week one. You can't overreact, but he, he played well. I'll give him that. I don't know why I ever really doubted Michael Pittman. His his volume. I I've I've studied him a lot in fantasy because he's a an interesting test subject of just what uh he he's not elite in movement, he's not elite in in yards after catch, but for some reason he just gets enough volume to always pull it out. So it, he's his stat lines are always interesting to watch. But now it looks like he has a decent quarterback. So if you drafted uh, Pittman in fantasy, I know we have some fantasy fantasy football fanatics mm-hmm. in our audience uh you are happy with him for we sure know who you are <laughs> all right um moving on past titans i guess we could talk about them uh not much we don't to really say. have to right yeah Eric henry is old ryan Tannehill used to play wide receiver at texas a&m fun fact hmm? he's also old um yes. really old team AJ brown the only like bright side on that team who's like kind of young is like what Kevin Byard. There's not much. There really is not much. I mean, you got Jeffrey Simmons. Sorry, I forgot about Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, I mean, 
they're gonna fall off. You Tra- say the trading trading off. trading for him was definitely a uh, a good move on their part. But honestly, if I were the Titans, I would just run away from being competitive this season. You need to tank. This is an incredibly talented uh, senior class for college football, uh, and really just mm-hmm. get junior get. Class. Yeah, junior class. Uh, I'm I'm counting. You know the the Caleb Williams world as as seniors, but you're right. But uh, yeah, I think that they should just be as bad as possible. And I don't like watching the Titans anyway, so it would be easier They're for me. Really boring team. Yes, they are. All right, I think we've covered the South because I hate the Texans. So I mean, the only thing that's interesting for me about the Texans because we got a little bit of spare time here. If they are in play for the number one pick, they trade back maybe just a little, right? Yeah. Marvin Harrison could reunite with his old college QB. Oh, good point. Good point. I, I do think, though, there. in it, hindsight being being uh, all-knowing here, they should have drafted Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. And then... Domenico Ryans, yeah. Yes. Domenico Ryans, I mean, it was his decision, and, and if he doesn't like Jalen Carter, then whatever. But just talent-wise, they should have kept tanking on offense, kept letting Davis Mills cook or burn the kitchen, and uh, go for, again, another high-priced quarterback that's coming up early in this next year's draft. But yeah, again, I don't like talking about bottom feeders, so on this podcast, you're not going to hear a lot about these types of teams, but we have we to talk, talk about, about them in the beginning. Teams here. Exactly. Like speaking of winning teams, the AFC West. The Raiders. Gotta be one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy G, he's done miracles on <sighs> me. Garoppolo. He's it's, a great guy. It's gonna be a long season for the Raiders. It's gonna be a lot of deciding what they want their identity to be because obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to last the entire season. They already have wide receivers getting hurt. So Devontae Adams is always going to be there, but again, I just don't moving this season. Even though Tyree they Wilson are first place. It's interesting to me. Because I was thinking maybe he was actually going to be in play for like a top three pick. Because he just looks like a such a good like potential. Yeah. But he fell to the Raiders, and that, that scares me as a Chargers fan. I will say that. So keep an eye on Tyree Wilson. You know, Chandler Jones didn't really amount to much. They got Max Crosby. Tyree Wilson is the future of that D-line, almost certainly. He's a scary player. That's about all we need to say about them. Yeah, it's a mix of young players, some young players who might have some potential, but honestly, they probably will just grow up to be role players. And <laughs> Miller, shout-outs, right? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, second place in the AFC West, for the first time in a while, is... Technically uh, the Chargers, but we're talking about the Chiefs. We're yeah, talk about exactly. The Chiefs. Half the country's Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't if know what we could them, say. Might as well hop the ship. Yeah, they're never going to be just fly again. on out. Uh, Was Mahomes just a Kelsey merchant, Evan? What do you think? Well, as someone who drafted Kelsey first overall in many rounds of my leagues, uh, I am heartbroken for his injury, but hopefully he will be back, which means that the Chiefs will be back in form. I always said about the Chiefs, I'd like to see Mahomes without Kelsey. And we saw really all we needed to see. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can still do it, but because they had Kadarius Tony, they suck. Mm-hmm. 
also yeah. uh chris jones was out on their defensive side so basically two of their top three players were out so i'm not putting much into this game at all it was just yeah, funny lions to see just be happy with this yeah some <laughs> people were i love the lions but we'll 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 uh hit on that in a second uh i really just think it was funny how people were some people were predicting the chiefs to uh run the table and go you know, 20 and 0 or whatever after this first game all came crashing down for them. 19 and 1. <laughs> there we go. 19 and 1. Honestly, I see 19 and 1 as a possibility if they get their core players back. Next yeah, week, watch Chris Jones and see if he is that dominant player that we've seen him. Because again, a lot of veterans in this league on these top, top teams. And if some of them start to fall off, the team around them is going to start suffering. And if you just take them out, you have what? Thursday night with the Chiefs. So, on to the third team in the West, your yeah. LA Chargers. They're mine, all right. I mean, there's not much to say, right? We drafted what our needs were, and it's clear that defense was apparently a bigger need. Justin Herbert played well. The O-line played pretty well at last drive, you know. Shout out the Blitz. They played pretty well, right? Wide receivers, Quentin Johnson didn't do much. Not a very good sign, but there's, what, 16 more games left? It's the opening can, week. It's okay. It you can pick it up, yeah. We allowed 36 points, which is not good. That might as well be like, what? Except for the Giants, that's that's the 31st. <laughs> yep. That's not good at all. Pretty much. The future, we, we're up against some tough people this year. Obviously, we have... The Chiefs in our division, so that's a guaranteed two losses. I, I, I'm the wrong person to talk about this because I'm just going to start talking and talking and talking. And crying so and one crying. One thing I should say is I'm not going to let this loss get to me, but something clearly needs to change here. On the As a Chargers team. fan, one loss cannot get to you. Exactly. Otherwise, you won't make it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you might as well just like, hey, Chiefs are right down the road. Uh, yep. The kings Eagles of underachievers. Right Sacramento Chargers. kings of underachievers. That's for sure. Their Twitter account cannot save them now. If only they could have a 12th man we on would the, have their social media. in history. <laughs> it was based on Twitter account. Yep, yep. Broncos. Russell Wilson. He what are looked, your thoughts on him? He looked okay again when i when the the season got released week one we were focused on the bigger games uh and this was a 1 p.m time slot game it was on sunday ticket i watched it was i paying close attention and taking notes no no i don't think anyone was even broncos fans just didn't want to uh witness what opening season Russ looked like he was decent in retrospect he was decent uh but it's really gonna have to take a little bit of uh, a little bit of getting used to Sean Payton's style in order to see him in some and in some different scenarios but I did see that he ran a little bit which which is okay uh and again as long as you know, you don't have an Achilles tear a moment in prime time. 
been better than some other veteran quarterbacks this week. So, yeah. It, I, I think with Aaron Rodgers being out, Russell Wilson's one of the oldest starting quarterbacks in this league right now, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, sure. He seems like a young guy, but he's really not. He's in his mid-30s. He's been playing since 2012. Yeah. But Rodgers has been playing since, like, what? Oh, like, he's he got drafted in 05. Drafted 05, he started playing 08. Played so. in 08, yep. yeah. But yep. still, that's a good four years of playing difference. For real. Not even talking about age difference. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, a new era is approaching with the farewell of Tom Brady. Very sad time. The goat that, has left us. That is something I do need to touch on. I will do that probably in a later show. I have to... First, we have to talk about the Bears. <laughs> Am I right? Oh, wait, no. Yeah, the Bears. Let's oh no, the Bears. no, we're going no. alphabetical order. We're we're take we're taking we're taking a break. We're taking a break. I gotta I gotta take a take a deep breath before I talk about Justin <laughs> yeah, Fields. Get my inhaler. Like <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Sam Martin corrals the snap. It's a short punt. Gibson on the return near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the thirty. Hits the Jets, and he's gonna go. Just win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson! Game over! We're back with the NFC. We're opening up with the NFC East and my projective Super Bowl pick, the Dallas Cowboys. If you know me, you know that I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I do not like to talk about them, but I have to say that they have the best defense in the league right now, and if Dak Prescott can just not poop himself in the playoffs, they win. Yeah, I saw a clip actually, uh, so I won't like it won't like take too much from it. But it was from Stephen A. Smith. He pretty much said a similar thing. But oh you gosh, said. it comes down to Dak. That defense can be as good as possible. Those wide receivers can be catching. That O line can be blocking. Those runners can be sprinting. It comes down to Dak. Those ballers can be, be balling. Games. Exactly. These ballers can be balling, but Dak needs to be a baller along with them. There we and go. That's what it comes down to. There we go. He might be Walter Payton man of the year, but that doesn't mean he's any good at football, okay? That's There's true. There's proof of that. There's proof of that. Somewhere. Will McCarthy. It's like the all-time winning record of Walter Payton man of the years. It's like losing. See proof. They're not good. <laughs> It's always the historic, like, teams that are overrated. Cowboys, Bears, all those, all those. Anywho, um, I, I generally think McCarthy gets a bad rap as head coach. I think that he can do it. He's won a Super Bowl before, so we know it's not impossible. We just well, need uh, Aaron Rodgers to be traded to the Cowboys, and then yeah, right. Circumstances are a bit different. There we go. Prime. There we go. Top five or so quarterback <laughs> ever there. Well, you, you know, nooks and crannies. The take trade. still stands. The take still stands. You got to admit take it's still solid. Stands. That's true. The solid. take is Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl. Take true. We it's 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 fact. Way. It's fact. Okay, enough about the Cowboys. I'm going to puke. Let's talk about the second best team in the NFC East. The Washington Commander. Washington oh. Okay. Damn Hamill, man. The, the team was sold, and uh, Costco Baker Mayfield 
is their quarterback. <laughs> right? So Literally. it's okay, guys. If you don't know who Sam Howell is, and I don't blame you, and you don't know yeah. what he looks like, please Google him and Google Baker Mayfield. You will not be able to tell a difference. They're actually the same pictures. Um, Google redirects you to Baker Mayfield. That's fair. Sam That's fair. It's kind of crazy. He plays like him, too. Terry McLaurin did not do very good in that game, but it somehow didn't matter. Here's my hot take. You think the Dallas Cowboys are going to Super Bowl? Here's my hot take. Cardinals, 0-17. I just genuinely don't think they have enough talent, skill, or anything to be good. We're not talking about the Cardinals yet. I apologize. I jumped the gun there. But this that says this loss says more about the Cardinals than it does the Commanders. That's fair. Being a good team. This is another I game. Really wanted that. It's another game that I flat out just left in the corner of my screen on the new YouTube TV Sunday ticket, and I glanced back and forth to look at the. Yeah, actually, I love it better than DirecTV. But that game was boring, and I don't want to study commanders all 22 footage so i'm not going yeah, to right on to Pain is good we get it eagles yes eagles uh this one was kind of a mixed bag you have different units of the eagles team that have m different levels of youth different levels of expertise and different levels of winning pedigree because the team that made it to the super bowl is not the team that we're seeing right now because the secondary and a lot of the linebacking core got eaten away at you're going to see teams that have um you're going to see a lot of inside runs and you're going to see a lot of deep shots that is what the eagles are going to struggle with and you're going to have um i think they're going to have to trade this during the season obviously they're gonna have to trade for some talent or see their rookies and young players step up because otherwise they will not do the same thing that they did before uh Jalen Hurts looked pretty decent I I'm not really surprised with his performance at all um it it was he needed to be better though I, I believe he ran a bit less than his average uh for the season last year but again it's a new season you have different schemes set up different game plans for week one and what we see week one is not always representative of what always goes uh what always happens the rest of the season so we'll see honestly i'm i'm not putting much stock into this one either even though they did win it was kind of a hollow win in my opinion i agree all right, on to... It was, a, it was an expected win. Yes. yes. Let's just say that. On to number four in the East. The... The lowly Giants. Wow. Wow. Fluke, fluke last year. That's for sure. I don't know if it was a fluke because they were playing against Micah Parsons, but I will say that everyone who, would, who drank the Daniel Jones Kool-Aid needs to wake up because... <laughs> I, he's Daniel nowhere Jones to Jim Jones <laughs> Jonestown conspiracy That's he is not a quarterback that you can rely on to even be competent in a high pressure situation and that's just a fact we saw the same stuff out of him uh, in prime time that we did last year but he just got less lucky really 
it was a fluke year last year, and this year's going to come back to Earth. I know it's week one. I know I've been saying for the past half hour that we should take uh, with a grain of salt what we see, but getting At embarrassed on Sunday night football should not be ignored, especially the 40 to zero. Things to come more often than not. Yes, yeah. that's fair. Evan Neal might be a bad pick for them. At first, I was like, what was he, two, two drafts ago, right? At first, mm-hmm. I was like, meh, rookie slump. Uh, what's his name on the other side? The Georgia tackle. Oh, it's gonna, that's gonna bother me. Whatever. He had a rookie slump, then he popped off the next year. He's mm-hmm. on, he's a, one of the best tackles in the league now. I forget his name. Sorry, Giants fans. But Evan Neal looks looked pretty awful that game, and is a lot of the reason why the Dallas Cowboys just feasted, in my opinion. Yeah, that that's but, uh, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I, you really just can't do much against uh, the Giants, uh, against the Cowboys' pass rush, and I think we will see an improved Giants offense. But this is just what happens when you play against a good defense uh, with a bad quarterback. You just get embarrassed, especially in prime time. All right, uh, NFC North with who I thought would be probably third place. I would have placed them even below the Bears, but you still have Jordan Love, who apparently is a future Hall of Famer, according to a social media now after dropping... Uh, it's true. Well, three touchdowns? Mm-hmm. I, I Romeo Dobbs catching a couple of them, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I mean, that's good for the Packers. They have a decent young core, and it's a good way to uh, start off your your new era post Aaron Rodgers, but again, it's week one. And as uh, my uh, example of how to run a radio show, Colin Cowherd says, everything is something, but something is not everything. And especially true in week one, and especially true with how a, Basically, a first-year quarterback can produce against a team that really is still in the basement in the NFL and has to crawl their way out, even though they have a wildly overrated quarterback in Justin Fields. I guess we can talk about the Bears uh, because that was such a... more to say about the Packers. Okay, okay, okay. Can't brush them off like that. Give, Give your take. Dish them out. So... I mean, Matt LaFleur, I'd say, like, deserves a lot more credit than Jordan Love does. We haven't seen Jordan Love yet. He could be, you know, a future Hall of Famer or whatever, but Matt LaFleur has really adapted well to what Jordan Love is good at. Jordan Love kind of gets in his own head sometimes, from what I've watched. He'll, like, overthrow some things sometimes, or, like, just ignore a check down that could have been a first down for that, like, highlight kind of play. Maybe he's just trying to prove himself. I get that, but... He kind of makes some boneheaded decisions sometimes. I feel like Matt LaFleur realizes, okay, so you want to kind of play like this? Let's try and scheme receivers open. Let's try and get that blocking, get the running backs in there to block, kind of give him as much time as possible. Yeah. He wants to be that style of play. It's what so a good coach does. LaFleur. It's what mm-hmm. a good coach does to a quarterback that I thought needs help. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be his first year as the actual starter so it's gonna be 
it's going to be interesting to watch how teams get more film on Jordan Love and adapt their defensive uh, game plans to match that for sure. All right. Now we can talk about the Bears. <laughs> are we good? Are, are, are you done with di uh, dishing I'm, out I'm the, done. the hottest I'm takes about, about how... More now. Oh, oh. Uh, Is he the best Bears wide receiver in history? Okay, I I watched DJ Moore when he was on the Panthers last year, and the only real memory I have of him is that he runs good routes and that he took his helmet off after a Hail Mary, and it lost us a game. So, That's yeah, true. I'm not too keen on any player for the Bears, but for all the Ohio State fans out there, we're going to give... Uh, Justin Fields a fair shake I did not last year he was good at fantasy football he runs a lot and he also is bad at throwing so I will be right about him that must mean he's but... a good player <laughs> he's good I at mean, fantasy he's a good player there you go there you go that's why um, that's why Lamar Jackson uh, should definitely win the Super Bowl this year mm -hmm. so sophomore slump right Lamar Jackson sophomore slump third year, sophomore slump, third year player yep yep Yep, Lamar Jackson, the third-year player. Okay, right, we're I, gonna have to, we're gonna have to. My my opinion my opinion on Justin Fields is the same as Lamar. A running quarterback is never going to win the Super Bowl, and if they do, it's because they threw for 400 yards in some playoff games, and that's that's what it'll be until the end of time. I'm sorry, it's not changing. This is NFL history, guys, and just because some new social media highlights come out does not mean that. Uh, we have a new way of playing this game that has evolved for decades now. So, yeah, the Bears are going to be bottom 15 this year, and I'm sticking to that. Yeah, probably even worse than that. A small thing. I'm kind of touching on some a bit more like obscure topics. I realize that. Yeah. Um, no, no like you're in good. In terms of like talking about head I'm the I'm the Troy Aikman. You're the Joe Buck type. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Sure, show. sure. You're bad. I'm good. You know what I'm saying. I I get tuned out in baseball. I'm joking, yeah, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, but on the Bears, the uh, the GM Ryan Poles, he honestly gets a lot of credit for being like a really good GM. But besides that trade package that they got from the Panthers, which to be fair, uh, we'll see how that shapes out because mm -hmm. the picks haven't really happened yet. Besides Tennessee tackle, uh, what's his face? Don't tell me. I forget. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetful today. We can, we can, we can cut that. We'll edit it in. Uh, well, I can't edit audio in, but. Did you pause it or something? I no. Remember. Yeah, go ahead and and, and just like yeah, I look it up. I'll say bears. Oh, I'm. It's like rewind five seconds and then Darnell insert his name. Right. Okay. Okay. So wait, where am I starting from? I don't know. Just five seconds. Say the I'll exact just, same thing just, you said, okay, but instead of Tennessee like tackle. This gonna be. Okay, yeah. We're we'll talk. I'll talk about draft picks. Okay, like three, two, one. You know, Ryan Poles. He gets a lot of credit with that first, uh, first overall grade down he did. Um, we haven't really seen much of that besides DJ Moore and rookie Tennessee tackle Darnell Wright. Um, who actually looked pretty good, but besides that, he's made honestly a lot of bad moves in my opinion so far. He got like you know Tremaine Edmonds. He got a couple of like non-factors so far for a lot of money. And on the flip side of the spectrum, you've gotten some other big free agent signings like Jesse Bates, 
who have come in right away and been really huge. So far, the Bears, their free agent signings and their draft picks haven't really shaped out besides Darnell Wright, in my opinion. We'll see. It's a, it's week one, but I feel like he just gets a lot of credit. Now, don't uh, don't sleep Poles. on Jesse Bates. He's a league winner for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Waiver yeah. Waiver wire, go get it right now. Again, Bears players... You know, it, to me, it's like Texans players. It's where it's where your career goes to die, unfortunately. But hey, maybe it could be a hot vacation destination for some free agents. But Bears have a lot of room for improvement, for sure, for sure. Next up is the team that I predicted to win this division, the Detroit Lions. I am not a Jared Goff fan. In fact, I started really my NFL fandom watching Tom Brady beat the crap out of him in the Super Bowl. But at the same time, it's really undeniable what you've seen him do over the past two seasons with this young Lions team that is now entering its prime finally under Dan Campbell. I love that guy. I I know that you think he's kind of corny, David, but I just love the fire that he puts into this team. Definitely, definitely. And I, I... Whenever I think about Dan Campbell, I always remember his opening press conference when he talked about, we're going to be a team that uh, when you knock us down, we're going to bite your kneecaps off. And then we're going to, when then when you hit us again, we're going to flail around for a second and we're going to come and bite your other kneecap off. And he just keeps going. That is what the Lions did. Metal pipe and then that, hit your knees. The part, yes. Something you. like that. And He's a really aggressive guy. <laughs> That is what the Lions did to the Chiefs, and I'm really proud of them for it. Uh, it was kind of shocking how they did it, and it involved a lot of bad luck on the Chiefs' end, but still, they got it done, and they started off the season really strong, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them finally get out of the shadow and out of the basement of the NFC North. Do you have any more to add? Um, rookies, man. This seems, at the very least, at the top of the draft, has been shaping up to be really good. You had Jameer Gibbs, who wasn't really utilized because, you know, they have, I believe, David Montgomery now, number five on the line. That's right. He he had most of the carries, but when Jameer Gibbs had the ball, he was electric with it. And then, of course, you have Brian Branch, who I thought was going to go in the first round, drop I love him. Great draft pick. Into the second round. And so far, he's looking like a stud. I know a lot of people are mad that teams passed on him. Uh, he had that pick six in the game. He had some really good coverage plays. So at the very least, those two already look like big-time impact players that you want out of a draft when you're trying to get that extra push to the finish line like the Lions are right now. Yeah, that's the so. thing. Lions are slamming each draft and just filling up with these high-value, very useful players that they can actually... It's not just like a wait-and-see type of thing where it takes three or four years for them finally to become a decent role player for them. You have guys really, you know, punching their way into the league. Yeah. Uh, Even Jameer Gibbs, uh, who people thought they're crazy for picking so high. For sure. It makes total sense for them right now. At this point. I mean, yeah, I'm getting to the point where I just can't question their strategy, which I never thought I'd say about the Detroit Lions. Yeah, about the Detroit Lions. Yeah. But But hey, 
They have a bright season ahead of them, and it could go as far as the NFC Championship. Not predicting it. I'm predicting second round of the playoffs to lose to either the Cowboys or the 49ers, but hey, we'll see. I mean, nothing's Mm -hmm. stopping them from going all the way. Yeah, they beat the they beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Realistically, nothing should stop them, but we'll see. We'll see. Game by game basis. Yep. You Wait, it's week one. It's week one. If you don't want. Well, you, you know, I I can I can touch on them, or I can talk about their opposition, who are now number one in the NFC South. We're talking about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, well, formerly the Bradeneers, and now the um, yeah, the Tampa Bay Bradeneers. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Bradeneers, but now, now under new have management. To move to Bakersfield, am I right, fellas? Is it is it the? I forget what they call what they what they're calling it now, but it has something to do with the. Oh, whatever. We'll we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were feisty. They showed a lot of um. They showed a lot of determination in this game, and I really, I would have picked them to win, and I know that, you know, you could always say that now, but I really loved to see how you can see the progression through each quarter. Mayfield got more and more comfortable, and by the end, he was throwing dimes to Mike Evans in the end zone, and it gave me flashbacks to last season when I thought that was the last time I'd see Mike Evans actually flash his brilliance again. I I love it. I grew up watching Baker Mayfield at the Sooners, so this was just fantastic, uh, a fantastic substitute for what I've been uh, growing used to over the past three or so years with Tom Brady, but we live and we evolve and we adapt. And that's what I'm learning to do with these new look uh, Buccaneers who are now one of the youngest teams in the league and are poised that if each rookie makes a jump, we can make the first or second round of the playoffs easy. When you have uh, a situation like that, and I'm not taking anything away from Baker Mayfield as a statement win, over a really good, at least last year, Vikings team. But I feel like he had a very good place. This is a very good destination for him to end up. You've got Mike uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I almost said Mike Williams, sorry. Rest <laughs> You're in peace. good. But Mike Evans and you have Chris Godwin, two really good wide receivers. Mike Evans, kind of on the tail end of his career, but Chris Godwin still has, you know, a lot of fire in him and a lot of youth in him. And then you have that O-line, especially those tackles, dude. That is a really, really good situation where you go. Because Baker, a lot of the times with the Browns, at least um, that year where he hurt his shoulder, I believe was his injury, right? Yep, 2021. Just, if, he just had, mm-hmm, if he just had a little bit more time or a little bit more like separation kind of thing, he would have had that play in mind work out perfectly. Because his mindset when playing football, is ve- that's one of his greatest aspects of his game. He can formulate a lot of things out of nothing type of thing so in that situation you can probably know more about baker mayfield than i do so i won't speak too strongly i won't say that is one of his best strengths you know you know more about him than i do but for sure this was a good situation because improvements almost everywhere right wide receiver o-line you know brown's o-line debatable but so tristan worst especially a lot of a lot of firepower in that offense 
uh, with Rashad White, especially, you know, it's it's a good destination for him to go. I'll definitely say that. Yeah, I I think that when you're looking at the Browns roster from 2020 and comparing it to the Bucks roster, you see a lot of similarities in how they are uh, compatible with Baker Mayfield's strengths. The only thing that I think is going to limit them is the same thing that limited Brady in his final two years and that the run game. I love Rashad White. I love how he is progressing as a young player, uh, a rookie last year with Brady. I I still uh, need to see more out of that in order to be fully bought in on what the Bucks are doing with their offense. When I looked at the first play of the game, I remember it was uh, they they did three consecutive passes, and Mayfield dropped back and he got a pass batted down. If you know anything about Baker Mayfield, you know it's that uh, defensive lineman love just. Uh, beating down his passes like n- no one else in the league. He, le- he leads the league in a, by a wide margin in batted passes, but that didn't phase him. And even Mike Evans was saying that Mayfield, one of his biggest strength- strengths is being able to, you know, kind of shrug off those uh, oopsie right, moments. Right. And that is something that I love to see. And I love to actually just, See that result in a win, because that can do a lot for a team that is just trying to come together after losing Brady. So, yeah, that's really all I have to say about the Buccaneers. I went on a long time about them, I know, but they're my favorite team, and you're going to get a lot of them. I People were saying that they're going to be bottom feeders, and as much as I love Caleb Williams, go Sooners, uh, I just don't want to see the Bucs tank that much. Yeah. This division, honestly, is a little bit more interesting than I think people give Sorry. it for. Obviously, you have the Panthers, we're going to get to in a minute. But even the Falcons, who I would like to talk about next, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. They're just, there's a lot of question marks and a lot of potential in that team. You have um, the confirmed, you know, good players. You have Bijan Robinson, must-see TV, right? An electric player. At first, I was like, maybe it's a little high, and then I realized he might as well be the best player in the draft besides maybe Jalen Carter, time will tell. He is a beast. You have Jesse Bates, who's looking like a slam-dunk home run signing with two interceptions, ten tackles, and a forced fumble in that game, which is just incredible. You have the kind of the shaky sort of thing. Maybe you're not so sure. Like, you have Gray Jarrett, who's definitely getting a little bit older. You have Drake London, who obviously was drafted uh, last year very highly. They still probably want a little bit more out of him. You have Kyle Pitts as well, who everyone knows he's good, but if are they going to throw him the ball? You know what I'm saying? And then you have the so much potential, but so much doubt, right? And this is going to sound a little crazy, but Desmond Ritter has all the tools. He has all of that, like, just everything he just needs to put it together i don't know if um arthur smith is the coach to do that and i don't know if the falcons are the franchise that can help him get there but regardless a lot of interesting things going on in that team and i wouldn't be surprised if in the future they put it together they make a deep run in the playoffs they're not going to win obviously it's an atlanta franchise that isn't the braves but 
they can they maybe they can put it together you know there's no doubt well that they got something going on there. i will throw this to you what would be the team that you'd want to see desmond ritter on besides the 49ers because that's a really <laughs> lame really lame yeah, pick. That took the words out of my mouth um well if there's one team i'd love to see him on it's got to be another nfc south team right imagine him on i don't know the panthers evan you have anything to say about that that uh, team, the Panthers. I honestly don't carry much of an opinion about the Panthers because they traded away most of their actually good players. The only player that I think has an actual impact on that team right now is Brian Burns, their defensive tackle. He yeah. is a Pro Bowler and will be one for the next five years. But their rookie quarterback Bryce Young, they picked number one overall, has the potential to be one of the worst picks in first overall history. Yeah, probably top 15 if I if I had to say so. He is that big of a risk being so tiny and so limited physically. And Keyshawn Johnson too. He was a Panther. That's not that important, but he was pretty bad first overall pick too. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Man, I have his rookie guard. That sucks. Yep, yep, you're right. AC Horn Honestly, I'd throw in there is a another player who could potentially be really good um, cornerback out of South Carolina. Um, and then you also have kind of an interesting uh, player in, uh, what's his name? Is it, did they get Jonathan Mingo? Is that who I'm thinking of? Yes. Is, that, is he a Panther? You yeah. are correct. He's really interesting to me because I was remember thinking, well, maybe uh, the Chargers should draft him. And then I looked up some highlights of him. He has some special plays if you haven't seen them. But, I mean, yeah, that franchise, unless Bryce Young can put it together, I feel like they might be dead in the water, right? They got Icky, uh, Ikemaquanu, rather. I call yep. him Icky like I'm a fan of the team. But Well, <laughs> I, watched, I watched some Aquanu last year, and he's really nothing special. He has a lot to work on, and he's really penalty prone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, very raw uh for a high round pick like they gave him so it's really up in the air what the panthers are gonna do are they gonna continue tanking or are they gonna try to do something it it just depends on how their attitude toward trading their players goes because i would just continue to dump people and try to go again and get a better even quarterback because again i don't really like bryce young from an nfl prospect perspective obviously he was great in alabama and kept alabama afloat for that down year but it was just i don't see anything becoming of the panthers and to the disappointment of a lot of panthers fans i'm just not too interested in them i'm sorry the saints on the other hand we can do this quickly yes there's yes. a couple of fun things. I've seen a lot of trending things after their win against the Titans. Um, you know, maybe a lot of people say maybe the Saints can win the division. Maybe they can be second round of the playoffs. Maybe they can put it together. I'm here to say those rumors, those predictions should be put to bed. Now, I will happily be wrong about this because, honestly, I like a lot of the players on the Saints, but they are not the same team that they were in 2020, 2019, 2018. I doubt Michael Thomas gets back to form. They've lost Marcus Davenport and Teron Armstead. They really don't have 
that solid quarterback, uh, you know, in Drew Brees. He wasn't anything, like, special in 2020, but, you know, he was still, he was their guy. Right? Highly accurate, he was, he was but there. limited. Mm -hmm. For sure. I don't think Derek Carr's that guy, speaking of. Chris Olave, great, right? He looks like a stud. You got Demario Davis, right? Uh, has only just now gotten, like, Pro Bowls, even though he's been an All-Pro for a couple years before then, right? You got, uh, what's his name? Cam Jordan, right? A really special player, franchise player. Might retire his jersey, honestly. I love he's Cam Jordan. He's been there that long. He's great. He's a really likable guy. You got uh, Lattimore uh, in that secondary. There's a lot of, like, pieces there. But I don't think it's enough to really be that like complete puzzle because they're just they've lost too many like big big time players like their star left tackle who is honestly one of the best in the league and worked for like you know Trent Williams I guess but still yeah uh, there's a lot of talent wasted on the Saints because of mm -hmm. their cap situation that they've been in for the past three years they cannot get their cap right yeah, their I, salary I really cap consider that yeah yeah that's it, another hindrance. it's awful because you know they've paid out the nose for some pretty silly additions over the years just to keep themselves relevant now they're paying the price uh and honestly i don't even see how they can stay afloat in this division they're gonna battle with the panthers uh for the bottom spot and it would be in their best interest to both go and try to uh, be a part of that gold rush that is the 2024 draft. But Evan, I know you just got one thing on your mind. The Los Angeles Rams, dude, they fell off, but they're 1-0 now. I, do you have any thoughts about that? I do not appreciate the Rams having a win. They didn't deserve it. I don't like the Seahawks. I don't like the Rams. I don't like the Cardinals. I don't like I don't the really NFC like West the in general. I don't like the Niners either, but I kind of like Brock Purdy a little bit, and I kind of want to see him win. But the NFC West is kind of icky to me. It's, it's, the, it's the most boring, like, derivative division, I feel like. For sure. The Niners are going to win. The Rams and Seahawks can battle for second place. The Cardinals can have their first overall pick. Maybe, right? If the Cardinals are smart, they will trade Kyler midseason after he plays okay for them in the in a little bit. They will get another first-round pick. They will have three first-round picks, including the number one overall pick. They will trade their second first-round pick. After taking Caleb Williams, they will get a ton of second and thirds, and then they will draft a wide receiver to go with Caleb and that will be the remade Cardinals roster with 15 years of success incoming because Caleb Williams is the man and that's all I'm going to say about the Cardinals for the rest of the season they suck and I hate them I'm not going to touch on the Seahawks you can if you want David but uh Geno Smith's going to come back scary down to wide earth receivers yes scary Tyler Lockett I don't know how he's still around he's ancient he should fall have fallen off so this year's just kind of a waste to his career it's a sad way to go out be thrown to by a backup quarterback but that's what they've got in Geno Smith and the team and okay. they're not really gonna go anywhere I'm I'm sorry they need to trade for Tyrod Taylor a real starting quarterback <laughs> uh, it's a real starting quarterback that gets injured the third like week of the season punctured yeah <laughs> 
He's a good he's a good player. We gotta stop with these inside jokes. People are not gonna understand yeah, if they right. haven't followed the NFL for like four the worst plus years. Podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Joke. Why am I listening to these guys? So the 49ers are my pick for the NFC championship. And they're going to face the Dallas Cowboys. And that's really the only sure thing I'm uh, willing to stake my reputation on this season is that the Lions are going to be good, the Niners are going to be good, the Bucks are going to be good, and the Cowboys are going to be good. I don't have any clue Take what's happening record. in the AFC. Mayfield running. Can he get there? Lowers his shoulder, and he's got the first down. That's a gutsy run by Mayfield on third and two. And that's it for this year's NFL predictions. I know it was rushed. I know it was late. And I know that it left a lot to be desired. But it's the best that we could do this season. And after this, we're going to be giving you more bite-sized information. Not this gigantic tsunami of uh, inside information and inside joking and all that stuff that happens when we talk about last season and how it went with that being said david do you have any more to add this week's show brandon staley head coach of the chargers if you're listening to this i know you are but if you're listening to this please resign i don't want you here anymore i think you're bad and you should stop calling plays for my team. Actually, give me the keys to the team. All I'll right. coach it better than you can. We have, we have, we have a, a proposition here. Brandon, you're listening. Shoot us a DM. <laughs> Shoot us Instagram. a DM on Instagram. The we'll Fair Catch the Pod, podcast. all lowercase. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, really appreciate it. We're working hard to give you the best sports content out there that is not true yet but you know we try okay it's true really hard (laughs) i do edit i do edit all right too many mistakes thank you all for listening the fair catch pod we are out see you guys next week